Why don't we call it Tina Turner's Magic Podcast about old movies with Josh and Evan? There it is. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, welcome. A weekly po- it's a weekly... Hello. Hello. A weekly podcast about uh, films from our childhood and seeing how well they've held up now that we're living adults. Or uh, as opposed to what, Josh? <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, uh, there's a fine line between um, adults in present time uh-huh. existing and... Um, Okay, well, that's Josh. Whoops! I'm Evan Crockett. No, you can't Josh change is... my last name. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, every episode we reveal. We'll bleep just... that. We'll bleep. We'll, we'll we'll cut that in post. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. My name's Josh. <laughs> Thanks. No, you have to. You have to. You have to introduce yourself first. Oh my Christ! I'm Evan Crockett, and I don't care about last names because you are. You already know my last name, Fia McGann. I'm calling. I'm calling you out, Fia. You said you'd listen to this podcast. Love you hardcore. And I'm Josh. Uh, just to give our listeners a little bit of a heads up, we're a, li- we're a little uh, yeah, we're a little test- nipping at each we're other little, today. We're, we're a little testy today, and I don't know why. I kind of started it, <laughs> so I can you I can take not only started, but you're that. continuing it. That's true. I really like keeping a fight going. <laughs> I could I could make a I'm joke. Still eating the chips? Uh, yeah, don't. Oh boy, everybody, get ready for great audio. Josh will uh, be alternating between. Actually, this is our our, our brand. No, no, wait a minute. We need to introduce the movie before we introduce the segment. <laughs> no, we're not getting into that yet. We still have to do. They, who are we? They know what movie it is. No, uh, we have to do. Who are we? Who are we? Oh God. Well, I. Well, I. I care. I care a lot. I care a lot about what came before us. For me, I feel like what came before us really helps shape what's ahead of us. So I think that this is a worthwhile podcast, and I love it, and I look forward to making all of the money off of hanging out with my best friend, Joshua. Beep. Wait, wait, that was your thing? I don't know. What do you want? Who are we? What do you want me to say? No, the thing that we're like, I'm with William Crockett. Like what we? It's almost like repeating what we did last week for new listeners. Like I'm a nostalgia baby. I like really old movies and stuff. Like you said, yeah. Well, I I said this is something new though. I said that I care about the past because I feel like. But you still have to use the right the phrasing of like. I'm 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 creating more fights. Yeah, you man. Do we? I think we need to restart. (laughs) Do we need to start over again? All right. <laughs> no, let's not do no, that. No, let's not do that. Okay, pushing through. Uh, I'm Josh. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm on the other part of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, uh, I, I live in Chicago. Evan lives in um, uh, in California. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're besties and we don't really, even though, you know, hearing this episode, you might think. Otherwise. Yeah, you might think. Uh, we we don't really get to spend that much time together so uh you know i do this podcast so i can spend time with my best bud mm-hmm. um i guess i like movies uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god dude no i do i do i just i, I this is really just a you know i, I just want to spend time with a buddy um so yeah here we are <laughs> okay well i'm glad that we've established the the driving force so this this episode 
What did we watch, Josh? Uh, uh, this week's episode, we watched Fern Gully. The Last Rainforest. The Last Rainforest. Let me pull up the synopsis for it. 1992's Fern Gully, which was a... God damn it! I just googled the synopsis. (laughs) Oh my god. You're Google... You're... This is a this is a game. I that can't you're talk and Google at the same time. Within these first few episodes, you have you have exposed to the listeners that you type Google like it's a command before your actual Google search, and then just now that you can't even. Well, it's okay. You're lovable. It's it's cute. I love you, Evan. I, I know I'm I know I'm being addicted. No, I I fucking I love you so much. That's why I think that it that it's good. I think if I didn't love you, I wouldn't say anything, right? I just would be like. You fucking googled synops- the synopsis. Okay, all right, fucking figure it out. It's a professional. Okay, good audio. Great audio. <sighs> you doing all right there? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm waiting for the. Okay, so what you got? The okay, synopsis? so summaries. So, uh, <laughs> Fern Gully, the fairies. <laughs> they just launch right into the fairies. <laughs> like you don't know anything in this movie, and it's just all of a sudden the fairies. Like no lead up. All right. The fairies live in peace. Oh god, I can't read. The fairies live in a peaceful place in the forest called Fern Gully, mm-hmm. which have been protected for many years by Maggie. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Maggie. That was the that was the main Maggie. the main uh, wizard lady. Oh yeah, with the poofy uh, poofy body. Yeah, yeah. We'll call her poofy body. Uh, a wise fairy with strong powers. Yeah. Uh, her granddaughter Krista is a charming, beautiful fairy that is very intrigued by the world outside of Ferngully. She, along with the other fairies in the forest, do not believe humans exist and are only in stories until a crazy bat by the name of Batty <laughs> comes mm-hmm. and tells them. Well, you know, some a lot of these movies really phone in the names of their. Uh, yeah, I think that that was kind of a trope of like. I want to say pre two thousand and one, they really didn't give a crap about names. Yeah. Like an Airbud, what was that guy's name? Snively. Yeah. You know the la- like last name of the bat. Anyway, so keep keep going. They don't. They okay. didn't believe that humans exist. Uh, crazy story. Uh, a crazy bat by the name of Batty comes and tells them all these crazy stories. Yeah, about how he was captured by humans and experimented. Voiced by none other than Robin Williams, by the way. I wouldn't even say it was voiced by Robin Williams. It was literally they just held a microphone up to Robin Williams and just said, say whatever you want. We'll make it into a character. Just say things. Just do your shit. Do do voices. Do your Robin Williams. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Okay. Uh, At first, no one believes him except Krista, and she is determined to find out if humans are real. She goes to a place called Mount Warning, where the evil shadow of destruction, Hexus, is known to be trapped and finds a human named Zack. With no C. It's just Z-A-K. Yeah, Z-A-K. Very 90s. Very 90s. Very 90s. 90s. When he is almost crushed by a tree... Uh, Krista accidentally shrinks him. Oh, it was accidental. Uh, shrinks him to a fairy size, and he falls. Sorry, excuse me. It's on like chips and figs. Uh, he falls <laughs> on a tree that is about to be devoured by the leveler. Uh-huh. There's a name for that too. The leveler. The leveler yeah, yeah, yeah. is. A, they named it. The. Oh, I didn't catch that. The leveler is a wood cutting machine. That has been cutting down every tree the humans have been putting red X's on. Krista saves Zack from the leveler, which she thinks is just a monster, but she cannot 
properly unshrink him? Yeah, she, Zach. That, she can't. She can't unshrink Zach. Remember, because she doesn't. Oh, have the, I thought she, she was, is not as powerful oh, as Maggie yet. Unshrink the monster. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Uh, to avoid her being mad at him, Zach tells her that the red X's keep monsters back instead of what they are really there for, which is to pick which trees to cut down. Yeah. They decide to take Zach and Maggie so uh, she can unshrink him. And the way Zach sees, God, this is just synopsis this isn't like a summary all right uh wait wait wait. let's ask our first question before we really get into the into the thing okay, what do you so, remember about this movie as a kid so yeah i remember like when it first came out i remember when this because uh, I, I watched this one as a kid i think we both this one we both watched um yeah and i remember it being like good i remember as it, my kid brain was like oh it, it had um you know, the, the Tim Carey character was cool and like it was f- kind of funny. Um, and I remember it it having cool animation. And like I always liked forest settings. Like one of my favorite one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, which, by the way, this is not a Disney movie. This is a Fox movie um, pre pre merger, of course. Um, but one of my favorite Disney movies, if not my all time favorite movie is Tarzan. So, like, I liked the jungle aspect, and I always liked the kind of, like, eco-friendly message of, of the overall movie. Um, so, that that's sort of what I remember about it. I don't remember really much. Oh, and I, I definitely remember the scenes with, um, with Hexus, because, again, he did have, like, the best animation of any of the characters, he really got the best screen time slots yeah. and the best songs. Like yeah, he the, had the best songs too, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the 90s was... I remember back in the 90s, that was really when, like, at least culturally in the United States, like, the big movement was protecting the rainforest. Like, I forget, like, what organizations it was, but that was just kind of, like... That's what people were doing. They were talking about, like, we need to protect the rainforest and yeah. other things. So I remember, like kind of thinking back at this and then this movie coming out, like it being more impactful just because it was like uh, rainforest. Like I wasn't aware of that as like a little kid, but I just, it kind of, yeah, it kind of made sense. I don't know. It was the nineties, but anyway, uh, I remember very little about, th- I saw this when I was like five. Uh, and mm-hmm. I remember so, so little about it. Right like, when it came the, out or the year yeah. after it came out. All the only pieces that I remember, and I'm not shitting you, are the red X's on the trees, which yeah. are very, like, they're very, the the way that they do color in this movie, anytime there's, like, a fluorescent color that's, like, a red or a blue or something, yeah. they really, like, punch it. It's almost like, um, like some of those 70s and 80s, like, kind of yeah, animated ne- movies that neon. are more creepy. Yeah, it's just it really sticks with you. Yeah, it's it's definitely X's are terrifying. It's the allegory for blood for sure. Because like she, the first time she sees one, she touches it and she's like, "Oh, my hand is all red." Like, yeah. yeah. But you, but you, I seem to remember that you were like, weren't you scared of it when you were a kid? There was I, I was so I don't remember after seeing this what I was scared of, but the the emotion that I remember most impactfully when reflecting on this movie when I saw it was a kid was fear, hmm. and it must have been from the Tim Curry Blob character. Yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine Tim it was Curry just from Blob seeing character. red X's on trees. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, like that's kind of a it's, it's an embarrassing thing to like. Well, he's run out of a theater. For. I mean, he is scary. Like he's. 
he's definitely creepy and he's got like a black skeleton like he represents death like he's he's definitely a, a creepy character watching it today what i would say and just an- answering this next like area like what did it do well what did it do badly i think like what the movie did did pretty well um I mean, it's it's a moralistic movie, right? It's it's definitely save the rainforest. Um, you know, everybody makes little decisions that can, um, that like can can make the world a better place. And I think that that's like that that's a cool thing to teach kids, of course. Um, but in terms of what else it did well, like it didn't really do much else well. Like the animation is very uneven. Um, the there there's a lot of like pre-rendered backgrounds with with like the cells on top of it and the cells like the the animation of the individual characters and they stand out a lot from the backgrounds like it's it's so jarring and they also clearly so th- this movie also like it takes place in Australia which is kind of which is kind of a weird choice um, but I feel like Australia, I said this when we were watching and I was like, the, Australia is very nineties. I feel like, <laughs> like, I feel like Australia was really popular in the nineties with like crocodile Dundee and Steve Irwin was kind of doing his thing. And people were like, what are kangaroos? Those are weird. Um, so, and so let's put them in the rainforest. Yeah. So like, let's, let's put them in the rainforest, but it's in Australia, which to me, kangaroos, like, so then, nobody's speaking an Australian dialect. Yeah. Nobody speaks in an Australian dialect. They all speak in weird, different dialects. Um, and like they, uh, oh God, what, what else was I going to say about it? It's almost like they just had a list of all the animals that they wanted to draw. And then they just drew every one of them. So like, there'll be scenes going by and you're like, Oh look, there's a, there's a kangaroo. There's a platypus. There's a, that type of bird. There's a, like that type of, it's just, that part was, was very weird. Like that there were just panning shots and they just needed to make you see every single individual type of animal, which, uh, for the Hawkeye viewers out there, like myself, they had squirrels in the movie and there are no squirrels in Australia. Boom, mic drop. Um, nerd. I that's that's a. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway of this whole movie. No squirrels in the rain. Yeah, no squirrels. Not that there. Not that there aren't so much. Is that there shouldn't be? <laughs> I don't want to see a goddamn squirrel in the rainforest. Yeah. How? If dare I do, you? I am. Pr- I am getting in the streets. <laughs> I'm getting in the streets and yelling and yelling at the top of my lungs. I hate squirrels. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think? Um, like what, what do you think it did well or didn't do well? Uh, I, mm, what I thought it did well was, uh, illustrate, I guess, what people who had never been to the rainforest before, what a rainforest could look like in an imaginary setting. That's interesting. Because that's kind of, well, because it's like, it's very visually, it's stunning in terms of what you're looking on, the, looking at on the screen. Big mushrooms and thick bark on trees, and all these bugs and things flying around. Like I actually think it does that pretty well of kind of setting that rainforest in this magical like setting. Like that's kind of hard to do when 
it's well, maybe it's not hard to do, but I thought they did that, you know, pretty well. At least that's something that I yeah, thought they has, succeeded. It has at. an established sense of place for sure. Like yeah, that, that like feels it, it, like it, a whole world, a clear itself. identity. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, some things that I think it did badly. Well, my big note from the movie was that uh, for a ch- children's comedy. There's no, there's no laughs. Yeah, it's and there's really a not lot funny. of, and there's a lot of jokes. So what we have is this kind of '90s humor where it's not really like set up, you know, punchline or real like you know awkward humor or uh, like deadpan humor, which is very popular right now. We just kind of have these random outbursts, Particularly especially from the from Robin, Robin Williams, Williams character. Yeah. Yeah, where he's just, like, saying kind of random things, and they just don't really stick. And what I think that kind of comes back to is that at that time, I don't remember because I was so young, but it's, like, just to hear Robin Williams. It's kind of like that thing where you see an actor that's very present, uh, you know, in society, and you see him on stage. It's like everybody stands up and claps. It's like seeing, (laughs) uh, like, I don't know, Ian McKellen in something. It's like you kind of stand up and clap. I felt like that was the stand up and clap moment for the movie for that time. It's like Robin Williams comes in, so you're like, ah, it's Robin Williams. We're going to love it no matter what. Oh, my God, this guy's saying shit. (laughs) What? Because that's really what happens. He just comes in and he just starts saying shit. And this was his first uh animated movie like this was the first thing that he did voiceover wise so this was and he was at the height of his like mork and mindy like saturday night live like people people knew who he was so it's almost like uh you know that happens nowadays where where a very popular uh, person who we're used to seeing on on screen like all of a sudden they do a movie and you're like, oh yeah, that's the person. Or they do an animated like kill- children's movie and you're like, oh, that's supposed to be better yeah. now this way. Was there any scene in particular that that stuck out to you? I know I've already mentioned that like the animation scenes of Hexus and his like his song in particular. The song, the song really sequence good. for Hexus. Yeah, that's, it. that's that's really it. Like everything else, I would take away from this movie. Um, just some of like the cheesily bad dialogue. So like at the, at the very end, after they spoiler alert, they save the rainforest with the help of the white man um, by just turning off the car. Like that's yeah. All so there's this bi- the big beast it thing. It's it uh, it's it's the big woodcutty thing. Essentially, what they're trying the to leveler. do is just turn the key to turn it off because it's being controlled by Hexus, the big goopy black. Yeah, sludge, and uh, as soon as they turn it off, he dies. Yeah, and turns into a tree. Yeah, he turns into a tree. So, and then they. Okay. So that's what happens, and then they, and then at the end, Zach, the uh, you know the John Smith character, if you will, he they Krista figures out how to turn him back to normal size, and then he like he's walking away and there's these other two guys who were originally controlling the leveler before the Tim Curry character like took the leveler over and they got scared. Um, and they, he just, he grabs them around the shoulders and he just starts walking away and he just says, guys, things have got to change. And it was just so like, Oh my God, dude, it was so cringeworthy. Like, the whole the whole movie he's learning all this stuff about the rainforest and like learning about the fairies and and goes on this big fight and then all he's got to show for it at the very end is just like all right i guess things have to change 
<laughs> it's really true. We get no follow up of like, okay, here, here's how like, I felt about here. That, he is like, like running for office or like making good effort on like doing some physical work to restore the rainforest. Yeah, yeah, like, like, he like volunteering. Do- he planted a fucking tree or like literally like wiped off some of those red X's, but he literally just throws his hands over his buds yeah. that like were running this thing, and it's just like. Uh, somebody should do something. Somebody about should. This. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> got to do that. That's it. But for right now, I'm pretty tired. Save the rainforest, um, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> so, do you think that this? Uh, uh, I feel like we can we can merge like, did it age well with our with our rating system, which I I bullied on to Joshua, um, because yeah, we all call it we all know who's in charge here. Um, I. I I am okay. Thank you, thank you, Mister Fig. We're still snippy. We said in the first act of this. Fig Newton, remember? All right, Fig Newton's over here. Um, he's in charge. It's not a fig. Um, it's just a regular fig. So the the rating system that we have is eject and reject, or mm. be kind and rewind. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna outright eject and reject, but I don't think that i don't think i would watch this again like i you got to give it something well then i guess i'm gonna have to eject and reject i just think that there's other there's other stories that that tell the story better and have more kind of nuance like i i hate to say it but the the black and whiteness of the this like leveler and it's just is like are this is just a thing that's tearing down trees and i was kind of like well okay but at the same time like people do need places to live so like what are you gonna do but they just they didn't explore any of that they just was like isn't it horrible that we cut down trees and we cut down rainforests and i'm i know that i know that i'm making it sound like i'm pro cutting down the rainforest i'm totally not i think there's more like sustainable ways of of doing it and using more sustainable materials but it just there wasn't any of that nuance at all. It was just like, this is an evil character and we are the good characters and like, that's it. Um, and I think the pacing was kind of all over the place. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a, give an eject and, and reject. All right. Well, I got to do it now. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I was listening. I was just counting my figs. I got four left. <laughs> it took me a long time to count. Jesus those figs. Christ! You've had so many figs. I started with twelve. <laughs> you you've been okay. I've been sne- I've been sneaking a couple. I've been sneaking a couple. <laughs> no, but I, okay. I guess for the listeners, uh, like we've been on the phone for like over an hour, and just consistently he's been eating figs. So <laughs> I've been trying not like to an- hit the chips and salsa, which is to the left of me, because that's a All little right, well, louder. Well, figs are-, are actually a great podcast snack. There's not that they're not that loud. Is that your is that your recommendation for snack for serious snacks? Oh yeah. This is, you. No, we should make you that get, into, is, you get we thirty seconds. You get thirty seconds to make your case for for figs. Cue me in with some audio. All right, here Cue we go. Uh, uh, serious snacks. This is serious snacks with Josh. 
This is the background music for your serious snacks. Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, if you're if you're doing a podcast, which is very specific to the type of sounds and things that you have to work around, I suggest figs. You can pretty much eat the whole thing. Doesn't leave a lot of garbage. They're sweet and they're very quiet. Serious snacks. Figs. All right. Good job. Nice. All right, rate this movie. Rate this movie so you can crack okay. one of those chips. I do not think. I mean, it didn't age well uh, because it uh, was it, none of the characters were particularly impactful. Uh, it just it's re- it was really just felt like kind of a cash grab at a uh, a, a relevant issue at the time and putting some actors behind mm-hmm. it. Uh, the problem with this movie in saying eject and reject, is that it? Ejected and reject? Am I saying it <laughs> reject right? Reject or rewind. Reject or re- No, I would, uh, the, the, so my, eject my issue and reject with it is that I know that this, rewind. this is, this is a movie that like in f- talking with a lot of my friends is very like ingrained in terms of like nostalgia factor. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that are like. Ferngully, oh fuck! Like, yeah, this they, was they think this so was one of the most of voted for. Like when we when we put up the poll of the movies to watch, this one was, was definitely yeah. one of the one of the top ones. And you know, I think we have to give a little bit of a uh, value to those movies that really, I mean, bring us back to our childhood, kind of regardless of their content or how well they're made or how well that they age, which in this case is not well at all. So, you know, for this one, I'm actually going to say the opposite of eject and reject. What is Be it? kind and rewind. Be kind and rewind. <laughs> uh, purely for the reason that I know that this movie is going to... Uh, thanks for putting it. He's typing it for me into the notes so that I'm, <laughs> I forget it every single... Every five minutes I forget it. So I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, I'm, I've got a fig in my hand. I'm distracted. <laughs> Drop the fig. For God's sake. I've cut it in half. Drop oh, the figs. All right. My mouth. Oh, my okay. God. So uh, I'm going to do uh, be, quined, be, kind, be Quined and Rewind because uh, I know that this movie brings a lot of people joy in remembering it and seeing it. I'm not the first one, even this like mm-hmm. within the past two weeks, to say that they've rewatched it. And it's not that it's, like, really telling, like, a terrible story, because it is saying, like, save the rainforest and preserve nature, which is still a very relevant issue today. Uh, So even though I think it has not aged well, I'm actually going to say, be kind and rewind. Yeah, I mean, that that's fair. With with that justification, like, I I could see it, but it it is a hard decision to make, because... Well, you already made your decision. Yeah, I know. I, I already made my decision, but you're... You're, yeah. Well, that that's good that we that we don't necessarily agree. What would you recommend, um, like instead of Fern? I guess I'm I'm really the one who's on the hook for recommending instead of Fern. I got a recommendation. Go, Princess Mononoke by oh, uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Motherfucker, that's such a good recommendation. So that movie is oh. uh, directly uh, uh, kind of sets the same issues. Uh, preserving nature, man's relationship with nature, yeah. and how those two can kind of learn from one another to coexist. But again, it's Hayao Miyazaki, so like you're suspe- you're, you're you're the imagination. It just it's perfect. 
Yeah, it's it's really one of his. I mean, we're we're not saying anything new here. It's it's kind of lauded as his best, but critically, I think it's his best movie. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our recommendation. Uh, Princess Mononoke. I'm just gonna steal your recommendation. That's that's also my recommendation. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll make it public uh, knowledge that uh, Evan definitely thought of that one first yeah. while we were watching the movie, and I just made it seem like it was my idea, and then he. Uh, it was uh, shocked at my recommendation. Oh, I would say it was all an you act. You know what? I, okay, here I, I do have a real recommendation because I feel like a lot of people slept on Tarzan. Like I, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. If you want that like jungle, like if you want that jungle aesthetic, and if you want really quality animation and interesting storytelling and like the animals, if you want that, just just go watch Tarzan. Like it's really really good i i have introduced disney stars into a bunch of people like people who have not watched it. it it always surprises me i'm like what are you doing go out and watch Was that it. a brag no oh no it wasn't i wasn't intentional no just more I, i'm more saying like i'm surprised how many people haven't haven't watched it yeah it's a great one have you've watched it yeah oh yeah and i introduced you to me? It, phil right? collins oh yeah you the- and me <laughs> you will remember me or whatever <laughs> okay anyway and and then shout outs phil to collins. the fake phil collins that provided music for this movie by the way <laughs> we didn't talk about that at all we'll we'll remember it <laughs> yeah you'll be in my heart yeah yeah it's a it's that's yeah, it yeah. fuck you'll be in my heart <laughs> i like it i like the mushy version better. the mushy version all right well let, let's get out of here thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh our, our yet to be titled podcast um by the by the time you're listening to it it probably has a title that josh hates but evan loves um i've been evan william crockett and i'm josh and if you would like to uh ask us any questions you got any comments you want to i don't know tell us what you would like us to see or even berate us for some terrible opinion or some reference that we do got terribly wrong uh, we don't have an email address yet, but you can reach me at Josh Barwin on Instagram. That's J-A-R-S-H-B-A-R-W-E-N. Just DM me and I'll, uh, I'll put it up on here. I guess that's a great way to get in touch with the podcast. Yeah, that's a really right? good, sure. It's really direct. Really direct. Well, for now, oh, I mean, I'm sure. That's why they call it direct messaging. Yeah, I'm sure by the time this comes up, we will, like... I don't know. We'll stop. We'll f- just figure it out. Whoever's listening to this probably just knows DM, us. Just DM me for now. Yeah, just, just DM me. Just DM now. Josh. Don't you ever DM me because I'm married, okay? And apparently sliding into the DMs is something that I, I'm not supposed to do anymore. You can slide in my DMs. Okay. Yeah, if you got figs, <laughs> tell me about it. This guy's got figs. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>